welcome to Candidates of Liberty, a special series from Lions of Liberty dedicated to spotlighting libertarian candidates across the country. If you enjoy our work, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. All right, friends, this is your host today, Mark Claire, here with my guest on the debut edition of Candidates of Liberty. She is a current sitting member of the Nebraska State Legislature. First elected in 2014 as a Republican, she decided to leave the Republican Party and join the Libertarian Party in 2016. She is up for re-election this November. I am so very pleased to welcome Miss Laura Ebke. Laura, are you ready to roar? I am ready to roar, Mark. Well, excellent, Laura. Now, how did this journey all start for you? I mean, you were a sitting Republican in the Nebraska State Legislature. Why did you decide to switch to the Libertarian Party? Well, a couple of things. Um, first, you have to realize that Nebraska is that weird state that has a nonpartisan unicameral legislature. So um, we are actually not elected as either Republicans or Democrats, and we don't organize by party either. So um, that made it somewhat more easy for me. Um, what it came down to was I was always sort of a liberty-leaning Republican. Um, I was a Ron Paul Republican, and before that, I was a Reagan Republican. And before that, I was a Goldwater Republican as a child. And um, it seemed to me that the party was losing its libertarian constitutionalist leanings. And um, there came a point when um, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Was there a specific moment when you just had that revelation that the Republican Party is just not for me anymore? I have to, to in order to stick with my principles, I have to go do something else? Yeah, you know, there were a couple of votes my first uh, my first year in the legislature, which I thought were um, very anti-libertarian. Um, uh, well, my, the way I voted were very pro-libertarian, obviously. But um, and I I could have lived with the difference. But the governor um, of Nebraska on um, in May of 2016. Uh, called out the senators who voted contrary to his wishes. And he said that we were not platform Republicans and that it was time to um, elect more platform Republicans. And this was at the same time that he was supporting um, several Republicans against other sitting Republicans. And so um, after sitting through that state convention, I, uh, I, had, I had sort of a revelation. I went home and I thought about it and I um, – got online and switched uh, switched my party registration a couple of weeks later after thinking about it for a while. So they, they basically wanted party loyalty over, you know, over the actual principles that you ran on originally. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's, um, that, that, that was exactly it. And I think that, you know, that, that, any party, um, you know, has people of different principles, you know, a big party is going to have, um, a, people with different principles. And the question is whether or not you're going to hold every single person in that party to um, the, the same interpretation or the same understanding of, um, of, of the platform and of what those principles are. I mean, we have to have some, in, in any party, you have to have some level of understanding that not everybody's going to see things exactly the same way. Um, and um, my sense was that there was an expectation um, within the Republican Party of Nebraska, anyhow, that if you were going to be an elected official, you had to see everything um, in the same way as as the uh, as the party establishment and as the governor saw it. 
And how did you go about, I know you said you went online and made that switch, but did you then reach out to the state libertarian party or the national party? Did you kind of let them know, Hey, look, you, you, I kind of want to come over. I want to leave the Republican party. How did that all go down behind the scenes? Yeah. Interestingly, you know, back in um, the, a month or so ahead of that, um, I'd been invited to come and speak to the libertarian party of Nebraska's convention uh-huh. um, because I was probably the most libertarian member of the legislature already. And they didn't have anybody who was a registered libertarian. So they invited me me to come and talk. Um, we had run in a lot of the same circles over time just because I'd been um, part of the Republican Liberty Caucus. The Libertarian Party had been. Um, many of the folks from the Libertarian Party had sort of moved into and out of the Republican Party during the Ron Paul years. And so, um, you know, we were standing in line for lunch um, after uh, after I had spoken, and one of the guys at the Libertarian Party convention walked up to me and said, you know, Senator, if you ever decide to switch parties, you'd always be welcome with us. <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> um, and I was kind of laughing about it at the time. And then, um, you know, we had this, this little uh, hoopla um, at the state Republican convention a month later. Um, and at that point, what I did was I... Um, let my friends in the Republican Liberty Caucus uh, know what I was intending to do. I let the Libertarian Party guys know what I was thinking that I was going to do. And um, I sent out a letter um, to all of the people who had supported me financially in 2014, in my 2014 race, and let them know what my plans were and why I was doing it. And then um, when I made the official switch, uh, it happened to be at the time that the Libertarian Party convention was going on um, in, in uh, Orlando. And so I messaged those guys and I said, it's official, I've switched. And that happened to be about 15 minutes before um, Nebraska's roll call vote. And um, they said, well, we're going to announce it. And I said, well, don't announce my name just yet. But they did <laughs> because I, I wanted to make sure that uh, that all of my uh, all of the people that I donated to had 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 the opportunity right. um, to read the letter. And um, and so they um, they got up and they announced that, you know, Nebraska was the home of the you know newest libertarian legislator. Um, about two days later, I got a phone call from um from, from one of the big press entities in the state, said, Senator, um, we've heard that somebody's making a party switch. It wouldn't happen to be you, would it? <laughs> um, I, I guess I was the I, I guess I was the likely suspect. And so I said, let me call you back. And um, I, I did a quick email to constituents then at that point and then and then called the press back. I guess it didn't take too much detective work for them to figure out who it was. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really, I guess. <laughs> and now, how was your party switch received by, you know, by members of the Republican Party, by people you had worked with side by side in the Nebraska state legislature and by your constituents who had elected you as, well, I guess they didn't elect you as a Republican technically yeah. based on how, yeah. how the system works there. Yeah, no, they didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I think they knew that I was a Republican or that I was conservative. Um, they didn't necessarily know you know, and I'd always build myself as a libertarian Republican. So um, for the most part, there were a few that were upset, um, you know, understandably so, the, the, those who are the most partisan. Um, others uh, sent me emails. I sent out about a, um, a thousand emails um, one that day, and I got about a hundred responses back, and I'd say 97 of those um, were positive that said that they understood that they um, you know that they knew that my principles weren't changing and, and that sort of thing um, within the legislature um, I was treated very well 
um, my colleagues, um, you know, I got, I got emails from them almost immediately and text messages that said, yeah, we knew that's what you were anyhow. Um, so they, they were fine with it. And in fact, they elected me as chair of the Judiciary Committee um, in, as the legislature started in 2017. So, um, you know, they, they elected me to a fairly major leadership position. Um, so it, um, it, it was really mostly good. Um, you know, certainly party loyalists and the Republican Party weren't necessarily happy with me. And sure. the party itself um, has um, taken it as sort of its purpose in life to, um, to, to punish me to some extent. But, you know, be that as it may, I, I feel good about, you know, maintaining my principles. So you now have that big target on your back. They uh, they don't they want you out of there. I'm guessing. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, certainly, <laughs> certainly they um, the governor ran somebody against me um, in in the primary. There were three of us in the primary. Two of us made it through. Um, the person that the governor had endorsed did not, but the other person um, who ended up. Um, moving through to the general election with me um, is a Republican as well. So um, we have yet to see what role the the Republican Party will take um, in the general election. Um, But I'm sure that, um, I'm anticipating that it will probably not be be a low-key election. Can you tell us a little bit more about your opponent and about this race specifically, how it's been shaping up, um, how the media has been covering it there in Nebraska? Is this seen as sort of a big deal? Um, it is seen as sort of a big deal, um, in part because um, I've raised a fairly significant amount of money from outside of the state. Um, the Republican Party in Nebraska um, told folks who had donated to me in the past um, that if they um, if their name showed up on any of my reporting forms, meaning if they gave two hundred and fifty dollars or more to me, um, that that um, they would lose any position on their county and state on or, or state central committee. So um, essentially, you know, give to Ebke and you'll be, um, you know, you'll be persona non grata in the Republican Party. Seems a little underhanded, but I suppose that's that's politics as usual. No, no, it's it's the politics of of the day. Um, so that so that was part of it. Um, you know, we got a. I've gotten a fair amount of money from out of state, um, and so that that was fodder for um for another little grass fire that we had to had to fight during the the primary um people criticizing me because i'd been taking money from outside um and um i, I think that you know the big issues the big issues in the state are really local issues um you know property taxes and and um you know size and scope of government and school funding and that sort of thing so all the things that state legislators always um, always have to deal with. So, um, you know, we're fighting sort of a, you know, kind of a, a two front battle, sort of a national, a, a national attention battle. Um, people are paying attention to us nationally. Um, the state media is watching. Um, and, um, you know, we've had several stories in, in some of the, the legislature, the, the big legislative reporters, um, are covering the story. And then we also have, um, you know, we have local media and local personages who are watching to see what happens and, and how we are able to, um, you know, how we are able to, to get through that. You know, it's a lot of door knocking and a lot of parades. Right. Um, it's a rural district. So um, we, we use a lot of the kind of old fashioned methods of campaigning. Shaking hands and kissing babies, huh? That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, Laura, I'm curious, what are what issues are the most important to you as a state legislator? What what do you find yourself talking to your constituents about the most in terms of the the type of legislation that you could put forward as a as a member of that legislature? Well, probably the the most important thing to me, and it has been since you know since I ran in 2014. Um, I come from the district that I live in. Um, I grew up in a town of less than 5,000 people. I live in a town of about 6,000 people now, just up the road from there. Um, the people that I you know that I serve are people that I grew up with and grew up around. So um, you know what I've seen over the last 30 years or so is a real decrease in the population of rural Nebraska. And um, what I would like to see is ways of um, spurring economic development um, in our rural communities. Now, that doesn't mean government handouts. What that means is government getting out of the way um, so that private industry um, is able to um, have a little bit more opportunity in some of these local areas. Um, if we can do that, then, you know, we can start to, you know, turn the corner on, on um decreasing populations in those areas and maybe um, start regaining population. Laura, one more thing I wanted to uh, to ask you about. As you know, uh, especially being a member of the Libertarian Party the last couple of years, libertarians are pretty big on their principles. Uh, we're always arguing about them, debating them, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm curious if there are any positions or viewpoints uh, within the sort of libertarian philosophy that you not necessarily disagree with, but maybe that you have questions about or aren't fully on board with, want to sort of explore more before you uh, make a full statement on. Is there, is there anything in that scope that you kind of question from time to time? Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I am by nature a fairly conservative and boring person. Um, and, and so, and, and I think that's Nebraska. I'm also um, probably older than the average libertarian, you know, at, at 56. So um, there are some things, um, you know, which I will call the social issues that I don't necessarily disagree with people. Um, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with the party, even philosophically. Um, it, it's more a matter of pragmatics. Um, so, um, for instance, um, you know, sex worker planks or some of the drug, you know, uh, the drug legalization planks. It's not that I disagree with the idea. It's just um, it, it, it's those are the kinds of things that it's like I'm not really quite all there yet. Um, personally, um, I'm, I'm not fighting them, um, but I don't necessarily I'm, I'm not sure that I would I, I'm not sure that I'm actively embracing those issues either. <laughs> Right. Is yeah. it more a thing where you might, you know, if you really break down the philosophy, agree with agree with the position, but it's not really something you're going to hold high as, as your banner. And it's maybe not something that really fits into your your own, I guess, uh, maybe your own cultural uh, sort of uh, take on things. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Well, Laura, it's been uh, it's been great speaking with you before I let you go. Uh, why don't you just tell everybody out there how they can find out more about your campaign, how they can get involved. Obviously, even if you're not in, in, in Nebraska, this is a very important race for the Libertarian Party because we want to show people that it's okay to switch, that it's a good thing to switch parties if your principles are not lining up with whatever party you're in. I also had a couple people in, in uh, New Hampshire that switched over from the Republican and Democrat parties. And so we really want to send a message out there that if you have principles and you want to come to the Libertarian Party, that it is safe to do so, that you can still be reelected. So why don't you tell everybody out there how they can find out more about your campaign, how they can get involved? Sure. Well, you can um, search for me on Facebook, obviously. Um, I've got two webs, two, two Facebook pages. One is uh, my official page. It's um, uh, Sen Laura Ebke. Uh, then there's also Ebke 2018, which is my um, campaign website. I have a, fa a, a regular website um, which is uh, lauraebke.com. 
and um, that's probably the best way you can get to the Facebook page and the and my Twitter account from there. Plus, um, you can always donate, or you can send information, or you can volunteer. You can do all sorts of things from that page. Senator Laura Epke, it's been amazing talking to you. I wish you the best of luck in your race. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the time. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Laura Ebke. We are certainly pushing for her to win her race in Nebraska this November. Be sure to check out her campaign. And we hope you enjoyed the very first edition of Candidates of Liberty. Again, if this is your first time listening to the show or listening to my voice, please do check out our regular podcast, the Lions of Liberty podcast. Uh, Just hit that subscribe button on on the Lions of Liberty podcast feed, and you will get all of our shows in our three-show format, which features my myself every single Monday hosting interviews with uh, leaders in the libertarian movement as well as roundtables, often liquor-induced roundtables. We also have Brian McWilliams every single Wednesday bringing you your weekly shot of comedy, culture, and liberty on Electric Liberty Land. And John Odermatt wraps things up every single Friday with his extremely important show, his hard-hitting look at the broken criminal justice system on Felony Friday. We really do have something for everyone here at Lions of Liberty, including now, at least through November, this show you're listening to right now, Candidates of Liberty. I want to make sure that you know where you can find today's show notes for this program, which can be found at lionsofliberty.com slash col1. Get that? Candidates of Liberty, C-O-L, and the number one, because this is the first episode. Very simple. Very simple stuff. We like to keep things easy for you. And if you appreciate and enjoy the work we're doing, especially the work we are now doing, the extra work we are now putting in to bring you these very short, digestible candidate interviews, please do consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find um, all the information about that over at patreon.com slash lionsofliberty. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to loads of bonus audio content, and you get to help this program grow. You get us, You get to help us do more things like this, more bonus shows, extra content, even when it's content for everybody. Uh, it really is all funded by our Lions of Liberty Pride members over on Patreon. So pre- please do check that out. Until next time, folks, why don't you go ahead and live long and live free.